trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Please contact your account representative for more information on these risks. Past performance is not indicative of future results. If you like grain markets and other stuff, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff podcast. Here's your host, Joe Baklovic. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff podcast. Thank you for joining me. It is uh, report day today. We had the planted acreage and grain stocks report. Uh, much better looking day in the markets. Corn market up anywhere from 12 to 15 cents. Soybean market up 17 to 18 cents. We had some more marginal gains in the wheat market, but uh, really a pretty good day. So happy to be here doing a podcast today with some good news for you finally. Remember, if you have not subscribed to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff podcast, make sure you go on Apple or Google or Spotify, whichever podcast app you use. Uh, hit that subscribe button so you are alerted every time that new content is available. And uh, if you like the podcast, leave me a review, especially on Apple. I could use some more reviews there. Uh, even on the other apps, I, I'd like some reviews also. So if you have some positive comments, negative comments, really any comment at all, uh, go on that app, leave me a review. I would appreciate it. If you have been listening to this podcast for a while, and granted, I've only been doing it since January, but if you've been listening for a while, you have noticed, or, or maybe you haven't noticed, but I spend very, very little time, a very minimal amount of time talking about the ins and outs of USDA and the USDA reports and the balance sheets and the stocks to use ratios and all of that fun stuff that a lot of people spend a lot of time on. I just, I don't spend that much time talking about it. And today is a prime example of why I don't spend much time uh, focused on those sort of things or talking about those sort of things. Nobody can predict what USDA is going to say in a given report, especially, especially in the instance of these acreage reports. I cannot count how many times over the years I've seen the trade and traders and analysts just totally, absolutely miss the mark on these acreage numbers. And today was no exception. I've seen so many people in this industry over my career spend so much time trying to chase around USDA and trying to do this math and working with these balance sheets. And I just don't know that I've ever seen it get anybody anywhere real fast. I mean, yeah, it's it's good to know the situation. It's good to be aware of stocks to use ratios and the pace of export sales and all that stuff. But to hang your entire grain marketing plan or trading strategy or whatever it is on what you think USDA is going to say, in in my view, is a bad strategy. It's uh, obviously not anything that's ever worked out for me because I, I felt like I learned a long time ago that it, that sort of strategy, trying to predict what, what the government was going to say and using that as your strategy, I felt like I learned a long time ago that that wasn't going to work, at least for me. Maybe there are people out there that that are much, much smarter than me who are able to predict these sort of things and uh, and use the prediction and trade the markets based off of that and be successful. I'm not one of those people, and I don't think very many of those people exist if any of them exist. So 
there's a there's a reason why I don't spend much time talking about USDA and the numbers. Now, I will very briefly get into what USDA said today. Um, they told us that planted corn acres was 92 million, uh, down sharply from the 97 million that they said in March. Um, so you have a 5 million acre drop. When you very briefly do some back of the napkin balance sheet work, keep in mind USDA was projecting a 3.3 billion, a 3.4 billion uh, carryout number um, in their most recent report using that 97 million. When you take that the, the new acreage number, that 92, and you take their harvested acreage number, which is about 84, you, all things else unchanged, the yield number, the rest of the demand numbers, it knocks that carry out from 3.3 or 3.4 down to about 2.6 uh, for new crop. So you're looking at a situation that certainly not friendly grand scheme of things, but these are pretty low prices. And compared to a 3.3 or 3.4, I mean, that that 700 million bushel difference, that's that's a big deal. Um, there was some negative stuff in the corn stocks number. Uh, corn stocks were 200 million bushels and change larger than expected. So you've got to add um, add that into your beginning stock. So I did in, in that estimate where I, I mentioned the 2.6 number, I did increase my beginning stocks number out to about 2.375. So much larger beginning stock. But my my whole point here with this episode, which is going to be a very, very brief episode, is that um, I think that if you are spending an excessive amount of time trying to figure out what USDA is going to say, or worse than that, listening to what somebody else thinks USDA is going to say and making decisions based off that, um, I think there's a problem there. I think that that's a bad strategy. It's a losing strategy because nobody can guess this, these reports, especially especially the acreage reports. I tweeted something uh, following the report. And, uh, I said something, um, about the acreage numbers. I said, I love when everyone misses the acreage numbers, which happens once, once in March and once in June every year. And maybe that's a slight exaggeration, but I mean, I've seen, I've seen people miss these numbers so often and be surprised by them so often. I just don't even think it's worth the energy for me to to try to do the state by state calculations and try to look at what sort of impact the weather has had or prices had or whatever it is because everybody's wrong all the time and 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 there are maybe there's a few in here that saw something like this coming but uh, it certainly wasn't in the trade estimates that I saw so that's that's my general take home now bigger picture here in the last couple of episodes, I talked about sentiment. I talked about how everyone was bearish, the market at the lows, and how sentiment in this market was about as bearish as I've ever seen in my career. And what we just saw the last three days was a 30-cent rally in September corn futures from bottom to top. We bottomed at about 315 and change uh, just on, was that Friday last week? And um, we got up to 345 and change here this morning in September corn futures. So as a grain marketer, um, uh, without giving you any advice on the podcast here, September corn uh, close, posted its best close since April 13th. So you're in the, into some two and a half month highs in, in September corn. And the August soybean contract closed at uh, about 878 today. That would have been the best close since uh, late March, since March 31st. So I typically try to look at the calendar a little bit when it comes to grain marketing. I mean, if we get markets into three or four month highs, oftentimes that'll be 
some sort of marketing opportunity, not maybe the golden marketing opportunity that you're looking for. We still got a lot of boxes that aren't checked for me. I mean, funds are still a big, heavy short even after today. Um, sentiment, I think even after today, I think sentiment is still pretty bearish. I think most people look at corn and say that this is a rally that needs to be sold. And, and that may very well be true. I, I don't know what the direction of the market is, but, um, if you didn't listen to the last couple podcasts where I talked about corn this time being different, uh, go back and listen to that because it it um, there's some interesting stuff in there about about sentiment, about uh, how people feel about the markets, about the types of decisions that are made um, around the time that a market may bottom. I did talk a little bit about basis contracts recently too, which I think is also uh, uh, something that we should mention in this conversation. A lot of farmers were forced to price basis contracts uh, last week when the market was was in the process of bottoming. And a lot of times that's what it takes to bottom a market, unfortunately. So some nice gains here today. Um, where do we go from here? Uh, so you got your report. You got it out of the way. Could we have another couple days of, of follow through upside uh, uh, after this report? I hope we do. I hope we certainly hope we do. No guarantee by any means. But once the market has digested this thing, we're going to look back at this weather situation, and and I think that that still is kind of a maybe friendly factor here short term. You've got some warmer and drier weather coming into some of the Corn Belt. I think that that's going to be probably the biggest issue here over the next couple of weeks. Um, you've got another report on July 10th, which is uh, next Friday, not this coming Friday, but it's uh, Friday the 10th. And um, in that report, USDA may adjust its yield number. Um, if anything, they probably go higher given the crop ratings. Um, you could see some demand adjustments. So you've got another report coming here um, in just a couple of weeks, which is another thing that could very well be a market mover. i uh, got to keep an eye on demand, of course, especially the ethanol situation, which has continued to improve. I think we've seen eight consecutive weeks of improved ethanol production, but we've got to keep an eye on the demand situation and hope that USDA is light with their demand estimates for new crop, especially. Um, and then the fund positioning, which I always watch. And I, I have had a, several requests to do an episode where I talk about the funds and what I'll probably do eventually when I have time to do it, I'll probably do an episode where I talk about the CFTC reports and the different categories that they put traders in. The funds are just one managed money is just one of of three or four groups of big traders that CFTC um, keeps us. They keep us updated on their positions, and I'm going to kind of run through those and and give you kind of an explanatory uh, kind of back to basics course on on how those reports work and how we gauge fund positioning, uh, who the funds are, why they do what they do, all of those sort of things. But um, yeah, there's a lot going on here moving into uh, the 4th of July. Remember, we've got a shortened week. Everybody's off on Friday. If you are looking to improve your grain marketing, guys, go to my website. It's standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on Grain Marketing Plan, and uh, check out that subscription service if you want to know when, how, and specifically I'm pricing corn, soybeans, and wheat throughout the year. Um, I put percentages in there. I talk about rolling HTAs. I talk about um, all the things that affect you uh, when it comes to marketing. Uh, sign up for that service. It's $49 a month. You can cancel it at any time. If, if you look at it for a couple weeks and you don't like it, cancel it. Um, there's there's no obligation there whatsoever, and uh, there's there's no other no other uh, obligation at all. You just pay for it once you look at it. If you don't like it, go ahead and cancel it. But if you're somebody who's seeking to improve your marketing, maybe you made some bad decisions here over the last three months. Um, check that out. Take a, take a, a different view uh, of the situation. Hope everybody has a great week. I uh, hope this rally continues. We'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.